Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they are free. Fisher, Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, and I'm... I'm pissed, honestly, because I love recording. You know, it's it's my safe place, but now it's become my not-so-safe place. Uh, we are all in so many fantasy leagues. We say it all the time. Uh, last week in my home fantasy league, I was the lowest score. I had to take a shot of dealer's choice and smoke a cig uh, and put a video up. In our Los Angeles league, the loser last week, it was Leafy Greens. Uh, shout out to Evan Greenberg and his family. He was the lowest scorer. He uh, had to chug a nice, hefty Smirnoff Ice original. This week, the losers are myself and Toss. Not a great fantasy football league. I lost one league by three points, another league by one point, and I was the lowest scorer in this guy right here. So a very unenjoyable fantasy week for me. We... We both have to do it because we co-own this we team. We co-own the team, yeah. Mm. Um, and this is the team we co-own together. Fair. <sighs> Who do we blame it on? Eckler? Like, I can't. I mean, he's a friend of the show. Um, that's <laughs> – I mean, it would be dope if his ankle wasn't hurt. I'll say that. I mean, that was a disaster. Then we got uh, who? Who else took we? I mean, Drake London with the goose egg last week, and now all of a sudden popping off. We were we, we were bamboozled. Yeah, he could eat my nuts. Um, then <laughs> let we me put go. DeAndre to, I, Hop. We put Hop in instead of him, and he was mad. I don't think it would have mattered. We had played Drake London. There wasn't any sort of combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell that we could have used that would not have gotten us into this situation because we were up against our buddy Nikki Snacks Kreider for the last week. We, we played him last week. We we won last we week. Beat him. But but this week he was in contention also to be the lowest scoring team. But he had the Pittsburgh defense who uh, they showed up and they showed out against the Cleveland Browns. And you had a couple other people who who did what they needed to do. Right, Nick? Who else did you have tonight? Um, yeah, I'm just looking to see. I definitely got second to last. Um, did you have Thielen? I did not have Thielen, no. I didn't have anyone else that did what they needed to do tonight. I mean, I had Nick Chubb. We can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, that, was unfortunate. that was unfortunate. You know who we had that sucks balls? George Kittle and Najee Harris. I mean, out to lunch are both our quarterbacks. Derek, Carr. by the way, Derek Carr. And I listened back to some shows. I am not a Derek Carr guy. Never have been a Derek Carr guy. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. And Derek Carr stinks on ice. Mm. Derek Carr is overrated city. Stinks on ice. Stinks on, on ice. ice. And is that like a cheers? I mean, I guess we might as well bite the bullet and get it over with. L'chaim to these. These are ugh, it's cold, too. This is going to take me a hot minute. Mean, cheers. Toss. You want to be warm? I'd prefer no. a little warmer. Death over, over two, two minutes. minutes. Okay. okay. All right. So at the minute mark, we'll go. Cheers to you, Toss. Hopefully we don't have to do this again. 
Oh my gosh, is that a thing? Yeah, we, we can't lose again. What do you mean is that a thing? We can't, no. we can't keep losing. All right, we got Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There I go. Toss. 42 seconds. Wow. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse. I'm just going to list 47. Uh, 47. <laughs> I don't know who wore number 47. El- Elton Brand. <laughs> we should do. We should instill a, a timer. And at the end of the season, whoever has the slowest time has to do it again. That I like. And That's guess a who? great idea. I'm also crying a little bit here. So for anybody who's um, an aspiring actor or an actor on set, if you need to cry on command, I should you get 24-ounce uh, ice, smearing off ice, and it'll get the job done. Toss put me in a shame. Apparently, I did it at 47 seconds. I abs- we absolutely at- worked Leafy, and we did it sitting down. He's uh, yeah, sitting down. <laughs> he's pa- he's pathetic. I think it's fair That's to say. pathetic. Two minutes over two minutes is this over two minutes is sad. You know what would have been sick, Toss? I don't hmm. want if you had 40, 41 would have been like godly. Mm, I know man, that would have been really, really cool. Ugh, I could feel it like in my jejunum. Not good. <laughs> Not <laughs> good. All right, let's talk football. But before we before we move along, just as yeah. an FYI to all the listeners out there, listeners, the um the labeling on Smirnoff Ice, <laughs> the labeling on these bottles is what labeling <laughs> exactly? It's it's pretty um unavailable, and so I went saw the big bottle of ice at the liquor store. That was my second stop. I went to a Seven Eleven. They didn't have it there, unfortunately. Really? What Seven Eleven did you go to? It was on Lincoln. Um, it's where I get my gas sometimes, but I went, I got the big bottle of ice, but it says on there, it says, it says eight fluid ounces, which is not the, <laughs> which is not the same thing. It's a miss. It's a misnomer because it's a 24 ounce bottle, but it just tells you that a pint has eight fluid ounces in it. Um, it's three pints. Exactly. So then I went and got two other bottles because I thought I had to drink three of them. If you go into our chat, you guys were, you guys were privy to this. Um, I was afraid that the league was going to give me some grief for not drinking enough. Um, so I have three bottles of those. I brought them home and my girlfriend looked at me like I was crazy. I said, I have to do this. Long day. The league, I have to do this for the league. You know, <laughs> this is my punishment. I picked a bad team with Josh and this is what I have to live with. We didn't, pick, did a, uh, we, we didn't pick a bad team. We just picked a team where we had a bad week. They we had a bad week. What did the clerk tell you at 7-Eleven? What did the clerk say? Yeah. Nothing. I walked right out of there. I didn't say, hey, by the way, like restock your shelves. I didn't I give him any. You you're going to die. No, no, no. Autumn, my girlfriend, when I got oh. home, I, I brought home these three bottles because I thought I was going to have to drink all three 24 ounces. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She said, I am going to have to pick up the broken pieces of what's left of you after you drink all three of those. Monday you night. may, you you may be dead dude. on a Monday night. And I don't want to have to deal with that is what is what she was basically insinuating, which I don't blame her. But thankfully, I only had to drink 
one 24 ounce. So yeah, yeah. well, I, we have an extra two for the guys who get lost next week and the week after that. Yeah, they can we, Venmo me for them. I don't care if we, I don't care if we, I don't care if we don't win the league. We can't do that again. We can't come in last again. That was miserable. I mean, I, I, two minutes is pathetic, by the way. I don't think it was two minutes. I think, I think he was over exaggerating. I'm looking at the video that they sent and uh, it's like under a minute 40 of the total video. And that's an intro and everything. So I, okay. I think over a minute, but I don't think it's two minutes. Okay, good. I mean, it, it, it would, it, it'll, it would have been sad to see, a hardy guy like Leafy go over two minutes. I wouldn't have expected that. From well, that. you know, you can't meal prep a, a Smirnoff ice. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah, a tough he's one. a hockey player, though. I figured like he, he, he'd he have like that extra gear. So, yeah, I came good. up with that one pretty quick, by the way. It takes a little bit longer for Ryan Stanton to come up with his elongated writing little bleh that yeah. he puts together for us every week. It makes us laugh, but it takes about three years every single time. So that it does. That it does. Me and Gowan this week. That, thanks, that it is. thanks for nothing, Ryan. I didn't, my, my home league asked me to do a weekly write up. Cause I do, I do one after the draft and I'm like, look, I don't have time for a full week, weekly write up about everyone's teams. I'll do every three weeks. Like that's like a fair thing. Every three weeks I'll come in, I'll do something. Then three weeks off, three weeks on type deal mm-hmm. like only so much could happen in a week um in fantasy football but in the nfl unfortunately a lot happens um i'm sure we will get to nicholas eugene chubb but down the line three takeaways i'll start with my smirnoff ice brethren and then go to you nick and i'll close out three takeaways from nfl this week toss you want me to give all three or you just want me to give give you one uh you could you could surprise us and then if you give one nick you'll go next and then i'll go and then we'll go back around all right. Well, the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. That's my first takeaway. And Dak Prescott, you know, you can besmirch him as much as you want, big media, but uh, he he doesn't deserve it because the career tells a larger story than last year's performance from him. And I know he turned the ball over a lot last year, mm-hmm. but through two games, um, you know, our our points differential is an average of thirty points, beating our beating our opponents. Um, and he is the top of the QB charts in regards to third down conversions right now. Um, he just needs to be a great manage, a, a great game manager for the Dallas Cowboys to be at the top of the NFC and let the defense do the rest of the work. And TJ Watt had a phenomenal play tonight. Micah Parsons had what would have been um, a, a fumble rip away for a touchdown last game. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys are, they are legit. They are real and they are a Super Bowl contender and they're the best team in the NFC. Um, I'll, before you go, Nick, I'll, I'll just piggyback off of you because that was one of mine. Um, I, Micah Parsons could be the best player in football, not named Patrick Mahomes. Week in and week out, the guy's absolutely electric on defense. We talk about PFF a lot. You had, by the way, you had three guys in the 90 grades for PFF against the Jets, which is pretty wild. Malik Hooker, Lawrence, and then obviously the aforementioned Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons uh, on the pass rush is, is, is outstanding. And yeah, he's just a supreme athlete. I mean, the guy's, his presence is, is, is felt. I mean, if, if Mahomes' stats aren't up to snuff and Josh Allen doesn't con- go hot and, you know, blow the numbers out the water, there is a really a world in which Micah Parsons could win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He's that good, in my opinion. No doubt. He's a really dominant player. So I'll ride with you. I think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team uh, in the NFL, especially because I've been a little underwhelmed by a lot of the top tier contenders or presumed top tier contenders uh, early on in the season. 
Yeah, one just other thing on the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. Uh, Osa Adigazua, who we drafted with our third round pick, is leading defensive tackles and sacks. He's got, he's got three two, through two games. So it, it makes a difference. Um, the draft does. We know that. We know that well. And the it's Dallas like Cowboys. Like, you it's can, like a reverse option now. Like, you know, we say like the interior always helps the exterior. It's like, I feel like the exterior with Parsons and Lawrence is helping the interior almost. I'd watch the tape because Osa is a beast. He takes up a lot of space and he takes up a lot of attention from guards uh, in the center. Are, honestly, Smith everything too. is yeah, everything's working together as a collective for the Dallas Cowboys. But I think it, more so, my larger point is just I know we give Jerry Jones a lot of flack, but he makes the right decisions in drafts of recent, and that makes a difference because our team, for the most part, is built internally, yep. and we've added extra pieces. But I mean, you go down the line, Diggs, Parsons. Oh, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, like Land, Dak, Dak Prescott, Rich. right? Tony yeah. Pollard, like we draft these players, and we draft the right guys. Yeah, they're they're a real Super Bowl contender. Uh, I Nick. think I think for me, CD Lamb has really put himself in discussion as a top five, maybe top three receiver in, in football. I mean, he he's unguardable. Didn't we always have him like in that realm though? Like we were always big CD Lamb guys. I mean, I, I just feel like. like I feel I like he's, it's been Jetta, it's been Jamar Chase, um, it's been Devontae Adams, Tyreek, uh, Tyreek. Tyreek. You know, I think he's in the discussion. Those five or those four. We saw him live in person and like obviously on the tape, you know, and the telecast burn us as Texas Longhorns fans. And in the Big Twelve, week in and week out, like we knew who he was. We were sitting there in the NFL draft. We all like Jerry Judy a lot, maybe me a bit more than you guys in that draft. But I could not yeah, I, you take all the off the field stuff with Henry Ruggs aside. Like I couldn't fathom that Henry Ruggs was taken before CeeDee Lamb. That was ridiculous to me. CeeDee Lamb truly is a supreme talent. There's no surprise in my eyes that he's been this successful in the NFL so far. And I don't know if he's as good as Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill, but he definitely deserves to be in the conversation, like we're saying, of a top three or five guy. So yeah. I, I think that's a good one. Nick, what's your uh, what's your first takeaway? Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave that as one of my takeaways, uh, but I'll, <laughs> I'll say I'll, I'll piggyback off of what we're talking about. Tyreek Hill. I mean, this Dolphins offense is not playing around and I, I'm impressed with what they were able to do against a really good Pats defense. Mm. And I think they're the clear cut favorite to win this division. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out and I've seen kind of the bills play a little bit and yes, they had a good win against the Raiders, but we're still not sold. You know, I think Josh Allen has underperformed and you know, he's overrated in our book and I really think the Dolphins have this division. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really strong point. You know, Bill is obviously the ultimate defensive mind, and we had a lot of really good plays. Christian Gonzalez had his first interception as a rookie uh, in week two, which was great to see. Um, we put a lot of good pressure on them, but there is so much constant motion from the Dolphins. Tyree Kill, Durham Smythe. Waddle guys are always moving like freaking Barrios is always moving like these and, guys it's so hard to defend and keep track of and they weren't even like at the end of the day like these guys we're talking about Tyreek Hill being so fast like he's not even the only fast guy in the team like Raheem Mostert could be the fastest running back in the NFL you know like they were talking about on the telecast that like they have discussed you know who's the fastest guy in the team and they haven't raced before but they're all track stars like yeah Devin Achain, was a track star at AM and apparently he holds the fastest time out of any of those guys in the hundred meter dash. So it's like when you have that much speed, like you're in as your defense, you just can't, you know, like you can maybe 
guard one guy. You can game plan for one guy like Tyreek Hill, like back in the day with he was with the Chiefs, right? I mean, even then, like he's pretty hard to guard, but there's not that much speed on that team compared to what they have in Miami. And, you know, I I think that's a a really good recipe for success moving forward for this team. Um, it's all about staying healthy, of course, and just playing smart football. And look, Tua has has been able to really amaze us all i think in these first couple of weeks i mean he's gotten the ball out quick he's not made many mistakes i think that he's uh he's come back pretty well i mean he could he could end up i mean of course demar hamlin's got the probably best odds to get come back the, the old inside track as they say but if he wasn't if he wasn't around i mean i would say two has probably got the oh. best chance right now <laughs> yeah i mean I, well can we, it, can we, can we I had two though in that top 10 range though did we not we, we did a, and we were, can we i like do can I just say that Tua has a he has a different award in mind, and I think that it was an award that he was in contention MVP. with. Yeah, the MVP award it, it, through through six seven weeks last season, like that was one of the big kind of hot take storylines, right? It was like Tua for MVP, um, you know, along with Kirk Cousins for MVP for a little bit there, but um, that was just because his team was winning and they they were miraculously beating every single team they faced in close games. Tua takes care of the ball. And right now, if you're making an AFC East quarterback rankings, he's at the top because he takes care of the ball. And he knows he showed that he can beat a team, you know, hitting the deep ball against the Chargers. And then he did a little bit more dinking and dunking short crosses um, against the Pats because obviously Bill wasn't going to let him beat him over the top. Um, but, you know, it's just it's perfect synergy between he and and um, <clears throat> McDaniel who is quietly, you know, just making a claim for becoming a, a top coach in the NFL. And um, this team's going to be really exciting. Now I can't wait to see what they do in their third week against a non-Belichick defense, right? Yeah. Like who is, who is going to try and stop them in some capacity? Who, who's going to successfully do it? That's that's the real question. I mean, it's going to end up being them stopping themselves. If that's the case, you know, that it's going to be really hard to dig game plan for them. It's, it's uh, they're going to make mistakes. They play the Broncos, dude. The commanders with Sam Howell hung 35 points in the Denver Broncos. They are going to wipe the floor at the Denver Broncos in Miami. They are going to absolutely pipe them. It's not even going to be a game. It is so tough to defend. Like these guys are always moving. And they're so, like you said, Nick, they're so fast. I mean, it's a very strong takeaway. And before I like, kind of try to segue that into my takeaway, here's a hot take. Like we're not too far removed from Tank for Tua. Like that was the sentiment, Tank for Tua. He was that good. He was that prospect. And then Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Joe Burrow lights the world on fire, jumps to a, and, 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 you know, and, and everyone was like, he's the clear cut number one guy. We could be sitting here in a world where Tua wins the MVP before Joe Burrow heads to a Super Bowl, uh, the same as Joe Burrow, maybe wins one. Like, there's a world in which by the end of next year, Tua is conceivably ranked higher than Joe Burrow. And I don't think we should be blown away by that. Do I think it's going to happen? Maybe not. But I don't think if that does happen, we should be blown away by it. Like He was supposed to be this good. I mean, if we're looking at just the first two weeks, he's he's been a lot better than Joe Burrow has. And we don't know how much is that that's credited to Joe Burrow's injury. But I think a lot of people, a lot of fantasy owners, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, Bengals fans, are a little bit nervous about having Joe um, on their fantasy roster and just about these Bengals in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'll – keep the quarterback train rolling um, as my second takeaway. It's a bit of a negative one, but I've been a little underwhelmed by the quarterback play 
to start the season for sure. I Everyone. think, yeah, across tonight, besides Tua. <laughs> besides Tua, yeah, but like even he's got two picks. Like tonight was terrible. Like Derek Carr versus Bryce Young was a snooze fest. And then Kenny Pickett and, and Deshaun Watt. I mean, Deshaun Watson looks lost at sea, dude. He is like Ocean Gate out there. It is not good. It's, it is pretty ugly what's going on in Cleveland. And Stefanski's a good Stefanski's a good mind. Like, it's not like he they don't have the talent there. And I, you know, Nick Chubb out for the year is just so horrible. And we're big Nick Chubb guys. But they have a they might have a serious quarterback problem if he doesn't turn it up right now. Like this is not the Deshaun Watson of old. And I know Pittsburgh has a good defense, but Brock Purdy tore him up last week. Yeah, I mean Kirk Cousins right now has is is leading the charge with uh, the most fantasy points by quarterbacks. I mean, back to back three hundred plus yardage games. Um, but I mean Mahomes hasn't been, you know, that amazing. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, has struggled a little bit here and there. Um, you know, we've mentioned Josh Allen. Uh, you know, Lamar has got off to somewhat of a slow start. I mean, they're winning ball games, but that's really all that matters over there. You know, I think keeping him healthy is the biggest thing. Fields obviously doesn't look anywhere near what he was at the end of last season. Trevor Lawrence is off to a slow start. So, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know if it's just rust that they need to shake off, but I don't remember it being like this. This you is know. what happens when you don't play any preseason. You just sit out. Like Jordan Love's kind of hot right now. Yeah, he is. Like, uh, and he doesn't even have his number one receiver technically. So yeah. that's my second takeaway: is the quarterback play has been pretty weak. Toss. Um. Yeah, I think there's a lot that comes up to my head. It comes up for me just based off of what we were just talking about. What I had as my second takeaway was that if the Bengals. If, if Burrow is out for two more weeks, um, I think they're done. I, I don't think they're making the playoffs this season, unfortunately. Um, and I'm projecting that if Burrow is not there, that they lose those two games, presumably, right? And then they'd mm -hmm. go 0-4. Um, they're the only team in the seven-team uh, seven playoff era. So since that started, they're the only team to start 0-2 and still make the playoffs. So this, you know, for any Bengals fan that's looking at it right now, and saying, oh, we went, we've we've done this before. We've been 0-2. That I think this feels a little bit different to me. And <clears throat> I know that Nick, you just mentioned Lamar Jackson. Sure, his statistics aren't necessarily what we would have liked them to be, especially not me. I'm a Lamar Jackson fantasy. Uh he, he's my QB in fantasy in a couple of leagues. But the Todd Monken offense looks good. They've had OBJ go down, they've had JK Dobbins go down but I've still been very, very impressed. I think last week I said it's the most versatile that, that I've ever seen um, the Ravens offense look with Lamar Jackson at the helm. I stand by that after a second week. And, you know, they're 2-0. They're at the top of this AFC North, and we're, we're knocking Kenny Pickett. We're knocking Deshaun Watson. And if if the Ravens can really just, just win after win after win, it's going to be really, really difficult for the Bengals. And if the Bengals start 0-4, I just I, I don't see how it happens. And and I'm a guy who's always going to root for the Bengals. I love, I love Joe and I love Jamar. I love them. Those they guys can start zero four anyway, with or without them. Like they they play the they play a Rams team next. Yeah, week. oh for sure. There's yeah. no joke. Nick, how about them Titans? Not an easy win. Not an easy good place to go and play by any stretch of the imagination. Should have won. They're not bad. They're no, not bad. No. They're not bad. Yeah. Like Tennessee is not an easy place to go and play, especially if you're struggling on the offensive line, like the Bengals are, and your quarterback's kind of injured. Jeffrey Simmons is a is a mess to deal with. 
We're talking about interior defensive linemen. Jeffrey Simmons is an absolute mess to deal with. So I don't think you're far off in suggesting they can miss the playoffs toss. Well, well, and and one thing that kind of fell through the cracks, I think last week, you know, pr- two seasons ago, they brought in and bolstered the offensive line, right? That was one of the things that they wanted to do to protect Joe Burrow. One of the guys they brought in, Lyle Collins, who last week, they healthy scratch, who didn't play in week one, and they cut him. They cut him. So he's not even on their team anymore. So that was a guy that they had brought in to be a starting offensive lineman for them. So it, it's... um. It's troublesome if you're a Bengals fan, and I just I just don't really see it happening this year. Um, Their defense isn't even that good. Well, they have a completely new secondary, and that takes time to to figure out just schematically. And it's I think it's going to be too little, too late for them. Yeah, when they get I, things I, together. Yeah, I think really good point, Nick. What's your uh, third takeaway or toss? You want to go to your third, and or Nick, you go to your third, man. Sorry. Okay, thanks. I pick I pick uh, Um. I want to apologize to the NFC South. I think that we all thought that this is going to be a pretty crappy division. And we're sitting here with three teams that are two and zero. Um, I know that two of these wins have come against the Panthers. However, I've been really impressed with how the, the Falcons have played. You know, they've been, they've been ballsy. They've, their defense has been nice. Shout out to their family. Um, I think, you know, the saints obviously have a great defense. Offense was a little, you know, troubling this week but you know they did lose jamal williams early and they get alvin Kamara back in a couple of weeks so maybe they get the run game going um and then tampa bay i think shocked us all so far i mean they've been able to put together some pretty um you know good wins against some good teams and uh, i mean that the defense has already been something that we knew about but baker's looked pretty good and you know mike evans is vintage mike evans so you know i think this this division could actually be somewhat competitive I'll say when I'm right. I I will always say when I'm wrong, but I will also at times say when I'm right. I told you all the bank, the the Buccaneers were not going to be this bad. I don't like Todd Bowles as a head coach. I really don't. And look, the shoe could fall for sure. But Baker Mayfield was thrown into, was thrown into a really tumultuous situation in Carolina. I felt his last season in Cleveland, he was with two wide receivers who were more diva than they were good at times. Like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are better than Jarvis Landry and Brown's Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, for sure. They are, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like now he's got good weapons. The off, He's got uh, an all-pro left tackle on Tristan Wirfs. Like their mm-hmm. personnel is pretty di- – like if you go – you bring you talk about the Bengals having like a very young secondary – you go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all of a sudden, they're second. They're secondary. Carlton Davis, Winfield Jr., Dean. Like these guys have been playing together for a long time. And then you go to their linebacking core: Barrett, David White, Joe Tryon, and they took in the first round. Vita Vey, Kalaja Kansi. They spent high draft picks on these guys. Like they have good personnel on the defense. So. I mean, I think we were all a little surprised they beat Minnesota because we thought a little higher of Minnesota. But I'm not. I mean, I don't think anyone should be shocked they they beat a Chicago team that's like no. all of a sudden looking in the mirror and it ain't too pretty over there. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a very good apology, Nick. I, I want to see more from from Ritter for me to really believe in the Falcons. Right now, I think it's Bucks and Saints, uh, the Panthers. I, I think we were anticipating being a little soft. Bryce Young is going to have some growing pains. 
Like they, it, it is not looking pretty so far. He's struggled bust a bit. Yeah. I think, you know, for him, like we're excited that he was number one overall. And, you know, we do think that there's an opportunity for him to be really great, but it, we always say that if you go to the wrong system, you know, if you get thrown to the fire too quickly, you know, it could end up screwing up your career. And I don't want that to happen here. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think Frank Reich is a good coach. And I think that he, you know, will, will do his best to make sure he gets the right development. But I think right now, like, it's just about getting him, you know, the right experience. I mean, they were talking about like when, when Bryce was doing like the two minute drill, they're like, this is a, you know, even if they're going to lose here, like this is just a good opportunity for him to get his first NFL two minute drill out of the way, you know? And I just don't think that they have any help whatsoever offensively to really set him up for success. I mean, Thielen is just over the hill. I mean, he was the leading receiver, you know, on Monday night. And then you got Mingo, you got Terrace Marshall, uh, you know, Hayden Hurst. I mean, I feel like it's just a bunch of misfit toys. Chark. Chark. Yeah. Chark, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's I want to mess with toys big time. And not a and, and not a great offensive line, which is something that we've talked about going into the season. No. And, and especially when you're playing a, a good defensive front like that the Saints have, right? Obviously, Camp Jordan, he's been there for such a long time and, and been such a stud in, in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> and he got after the QB and Bryce was under constant pressure. Um yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think it's going to be a really tough year for him, and I think uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully, Richardson comes back. Just thinking about the the rookie QBs. Hopefully, he get, comes back from that concussion quickly because I through two weeks I was really really impressed. Once again, you know, in in what he did do in that second game, um, Stroud. I think a little bit of fool's gold there because his stats might look nice, but they were out of that game very very quickly. Um, all three of those guys have a lot of growing to do as QBs and, and they'll be put in a position where they'll through experience, they, they will learn a lot of different things about how to be an NFL QB. Yeah. I'll boom and Bane Stroud real quick off of that, because I think a lot of people are going to say they're more impressed with Stroud Stroud's weapons, I think are better than, than Bryce Young's. Yeah. And he's also Neil got Collins Larry. He's also, his, yeah. Neil Collins is legit. Robert Woods is legit. Tank Dell was a very sneaky pick. And I do want to shout out that they have Laramie Tunsil as their left tackle and like Shaq Mason at right guard. Like their offensive line ain't no slouch. I do think like, yeah, I think Stroud's been like, he throws a nice ball. He delivers. He stands in the pocket. Like I've been happy with what I've seen from CJ Stroud. It could be a lot worse. Um, But, you know, and going back to my original point, like the growing pains for Bryce Young, like a lot of quarterbacks who are supposed to be pro bowl, all pro level quarterbacks, $200 million men are having a tough time. So it's not just Bryce young and the Carolina Panthers defense has kept them in games nicely. So there, there is some personnel there that it's not all lost Uh toss third takeaway. Yeah. My third takeaway is uh, let me keep it on the quarterback train here. Who I believe has looked like the worst QB in the NFL of every, I'm looking at every team. I'm double. I'm, I'm dotting my eyes and and crossing my T's here. I think Justin Fields has been the worst QB in the NFL of any team, and I and I firmly believe that. When I when I watch him drop back, every single time he can make the wrong read, he does. When he feels like the pocket's collapsed and he has time, he runs right into his guards in his center. And, and puts himself in a position where he turns, he, he gives up a coverage sack when, when it's not even time for that yet. I, I, he looks confused back there. The offensive line isn't helping him at all. There were moments where like, oh, great, we've got Mooney, we've got DJ Moore. 
but but I just am scratching my head at the decision making from him. And I think where I give the grace to guys like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, um, again, Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, I don't think are making those same mistakes. And they've only played two games of football here. I don't give that same grace to to Justin Fields because he's had that exposure. Um, he's had that experience. And and while he always hasn't had the support that would put him in a position to succeed, I would have at least thought he'd learn from those experiences to know what not to do. Right. And I just I'm really concerned that at some point this year, and this is maybe just trending more and more so into the hot take side. And I know we were all supposed to come up with our hot take too, that like he just might, he might not be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. The only guy I could think of that's worse than him is Zach Wilson. And I was going to say, but I, but I give him it's, it's a mulligan because he wasn't supposed to be their starting quarterback. Sure. And he's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could be sitting here in, in April and the Bears could be picking number one overall, Caleb Williams. Or they already would have been number one overall this past year, and they traded the pick, right? That was where they were. That's how they finished the season. Yeah, not a. am with you. Bad start for Justin Fields. Bad. I, I hope he turns it around. I also have him in sure. fantasy, and I really, really hope he does. I just It's just based off of what I've seen. Um, I, I feel almost like I'm, I'm, I'm jamming the panic mode button right now. Yep. Yeah, Nick. Um, I think the AFC West it's wide open. Chiefs have not been anywhere near as scary as we thought they'd be. I mean, yes, week one they lose to the Lions, and they had no Travis Kelsey. But week two, I mean, Jacksonville they only put up 17 points. I mean, the defense looked pretty good, but I mean, there's like not anyone on that offense that's really just blowing me out of the water that scares me i mean we, mm-hmm. we we talked about the the weapons that that bryce young has i mean besides travis kelsey what does mahomes really have you know i mean it's a big loss to lose tyree kill i mean if, if he's on that offense it completely changes it but they just have not been able to replicate it and i know they've tried with guys like tony um but those guys are are nowhere near what what tyree kill is and i think that you know the raiders obviously had a good win week one but you know, still we we understood they were going to lose the Bills. I mean, they got Denver, trounced. They got trounced. Yeah. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. They got crushed. Right. right. Denver like has not looked good at all. I mean, they suck. Almost, they almost com- came with back for the comeback. I mean, Chargers on the other hand, like, have two games that they could have won, and at the end, they just don't finish it. They don't close it. Right. This they, I saw a stat today that the Chargers are like the first team in NFL history. I feel like I see this every single year. First yeah. team in NFL history to be zero and two and score over 50 points in their first two games. Like class and, and like, they're not, and they're like, not like turning the ball over either. Like Justin, Justin Herbert's played pretty damn good, you know, up to this point, but it's just at the end of the game, for some reason, they can't finish the drive. You know, they can't go and and close it out. Like they, they let up the lead and there's something culturally wrong with the chargers, not the head coach with that said, it's a very winnable division. I yeah, completely agree. I, I I agree. I will say the the Chiefs did win a Super Bowl last year without Tyree Kill. I know they had Juju and he had a really he had a successful season. Sky Moore was good in this second game. He was. He made a real impact. Caught a touchdown. I think he had 80, 90 yards uh in the air. There's guys like Rashi Rice who are who are young. Um, the healthier Kelsey gets, the more yeah. difficult they are to handle, obviously. So I give them, 
I give them some grace. I give them a little bit of time to figure things out offensively with some new pieces. Um, I, I agree with you that the chargers, something, the chemistry there is just not what it should be because the personnel is, is too good for this team to start off. Oh, and two Justin Herbert's playing too good of football for them to start off. Oh, and two, um, no Eckler in this last game. The thing that I have the takeaway from the chargers is like, we watched the dolphins in game in week one and week two, looking back at that week one game against the chargers, the imprint of that game was exactly what the Dolphins wanted to do. And I know they held Derrick Henry in week two under 100 yards rushing, but he had, I think, 25 carries. They won the time of possession battle by probably 10 minutes, which to me signifies that Tennessee did what they wanted to do. And what's happening is that the Chargers aren't getting an opportunity to play Charger football. Maybe they don't even know what Charger football is. Like, <laughs> what is the recipe for them to win games, right? Like, what... Have we, we haven't figured that out. And I think that's maybe a, an important thing for this team. And maybe it's just that Staley isn't the guy to help them figure that out. Um, but yeah. no Eckler and, and presumably we don't know when he's going to return. Definitely yeah. makes me, it's an unfortunate, you know, unknown because you need him back in that lineup. They had yeah. two, they're so, so, they are so susceptible to like the long ball. The Chargers, like there's a lot of long plays that go down against the team so far in the early oh, season. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And like um, I said, I mean that, that's that's got to be a focus culture thing. It just nonstop. You just see big plays. But look, Tannehill also eighty three percent, ten twenty for twenty four. I mean that's like what one dealing. of his career, career bests, right? So right. three picks course, the week before, and then he flips it on the Chargers. Yeah, of course it happens to the Chargers. But yeah, I saw a funny tweet uh, I think yesterday or today, and it was a picture of Justin Herbert next to Otani and it was same situation. Oh, good Lord. Honest. Yeah. Um, I want to, I do want to go, I'll close out mine and then I'll go to my overreaction and get to y'all's really quickly. Um, just kind of piggybacking off next. Just, just a lot of parody. I feel in the NFL. And I think that the NFL is one of the harder, one of the harder sports to predict NBA. We kind of know who the top five teams are in each conference. Um, and baseball, we kind of know who the top dogs are year in and year out. While we do have an understanding of who's going to be the top players at the end of the season uh, in football, many people pick the Bengals to be a Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl contender. And now we're sitting here in two weeks, and they're like, oh, we can't, they may not make the playoffs. So there's a, the NFL is one of the tougher sports to predict, and there's just a lot of parity is my third takeaway. And my overreaction, and I'll go to your guys' overreactions. I think Baker has a home. Going back to what Nick was saying in the NFC South, I think Baker's got a home in Tampa Bay. Okay. Overreaction. It's kind of hard. I mean, I feel like there's nothing that's been really like blowing me out of the water. I mean, yes, the Cowboys have been very impressive. Um, the Niners have been pretty impressive, but I mean, that's, that's expected. Uh, man. Overreaction. I, okay. If Anthony Richardson is healthy, good to go. I think he's got a serious shot at at being a top 10 quarterback this season. Pro ball type player, um, getting like serious love consideration for a potential MVP. I mean, like he's getting better and better as the weeks go on. He's a confident runner. He makes smart throws. They just got to keep him healthy. Week one, he went down with a, with a, uh, on, I think it was a leg injury. And then he got back up and played. And then week two, concussion. So back-to-back weeks with injuries. Like, just got to keep the guy healthy. Mm-hmm. Good takeaway. Yeah. He's going to be. I, I like that one a lot. I I thought you were going to say seven, and I honestly wouldn't have. I was ready for you You're to say seven. Better. I was like, 
gearing up for it. Honestly, I, the decision making, right? Like that was what we thought he couldn't do at the pro level. That was what Josh, you and I were highly critical of him in college, and, and it was because he had he was so inconsistent, right? Well, he had we, games where he had multiple interceptions. Yeah, he, he had other games where he was lighting the world on fire. And I actually think they're using him more as a runner than I expected him to be used because he didn't, he wasn't a run first type of QB in college. He was a pocket passer who has otherworldly athleticism. Um, yep. And they are, they were, you know, Reich, just like he did with, with not Reich, sorry, uh, Steichen with um, Jalen Hurts was highly successful at getting him involved in the zone reads and, and making the, you know, the right decision and not being afraid to, to use his legs. I'll, I'll stick it. In, in the in the QB direction here, I think we when we made our quarterback ranking, we had Mahomes one, we had Burrow two, and number three was who? Hurts. Yeah, I think that was too high of a ranking, and I'm probably overreacting to the first two games. But his biggest criticism going into last season was that he didn't make the right throws, and he still was missing timing throws over the middle. And I still feel like he's he can grow so much as a thrower that to be ranked the third best QB in the NFL um, felt like an overreaction, honestly. And I, and if their offense isn't clinical, like it was last year, like he's going to have to do more and you know, they've, they've gotten off to a, to a good start, but I've been dissatisfied offensively. If I were an Eagles fan, I, I wouldn't feel like this is the same caliber team that got to the Super Bowl last year. It's fair, but there's plenty of time. Plenty That's of time. fair. I, I think he played a tough New England team. He played the Vikings, and they not ran a tough the, team, not a tough not team. A, but they ran the heck out of the football. They they pounded DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Really yeah. But it was because they had to. It was, it was because working though. It was it working. Did, though, but, but what it they tried first? When did they when did, when did they start high volume running? It started in the second quarter because what wasn't happening happening in the first quarter they were not they were not picking them apart. They weren't able to do whatever they wanted. This is an incredible football team. They have so much talent on this roster. They should be able to beat teams like the Vikings. They should, and they did. And DeAndre Swift, that was like, if you had him on your fantasy roster going into next week, you're really excited, right? Because I thought he was making incredible reads. We've always known he's a fantastic athlete. But I felt like it was the only option that they had, or one of the only options that they had. A.J. Brown was very, very... He was, he was distressed. He was upset, right? Like he's yeah, used to getting whatever he wanted last year. And that wasn't there. Yes. The deep ball looks good. Devonte Smith. He's always going to be open. He's a fantastic route runner. One of the best number two wide receivers in the NFL. Sweet. I'm just saying like, there was a lot from there that I looked at and I was like on high alert antennas up. Things aren't clicking in a way that I think they should be. If we think that Jalen hurts is the number three quarterback in the NFL. I'm more I respect, but I'm more worried about other people, to be honest. There's which other is, people which I'm, is completely fair. You're, you're two and oh, you know, yeah. like I'm, there's other people I'm more worried about. I respect both ways, to be honest. I think that's a really, that's a good overreaction um, right there. It's a good overreaction to, I guess you're saying our uh, overreaction. Um, yeah. I mean, all, all really good stuff. The Vikings and the Chargers play each other on that, on that train of both teams one of those teams will go to zero and three which is crazy back to that parody point like anything can happen at any given sunday um mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of really really good matchups and the nfl we still need to figure things out weirdly and and on we the richardson front um i do want to make one comment i i, I hope he stays healthy because I, I you oh. you say it a lot in basketball toss 
sometimes the college game is too, the court is too small for some guys and they actually end up translating better to the pro game. And you say that a lot from, you say that a lot in college basketball. And I kind of want to make that cross sport for a take that you usually have with a guy like Anthony Richardson, things opening up in the speed of the game and maybe in a weird, you know, bizarro world has actually benefited a guy like Anthony Richardson. See I'll that? tell you, I, I was thinking the exact same thing with our two Longhorns, Roshan and Bijan. Roshan had a fantastic run to finish the game. He's played well in, in the second halves of both the games that the Bears Zero were kind surprise, of, by the way. But there's there's less pressure and less attention on those two guys because every other athlete that's out there is better, faster, stronger, and it gives them a little bit more space and a little bit more breathing room to do what they do best. Yeah. And man, I just I keep thinking about how that guy came into college as a quarterback and he's a running back in the NFL. Don't you love him? It's yeah. unbelievable. Roshan Johnson, it's a fantastic story. It's so incredible. It's one of my favorite people. Are like, oh, should I pick up? People will hit me up. Like, what do you think of Roshan? Should I pick him up? Like, and that's like the first thing I say. Him, he is the most team first player, one of I've seen in college. You know, for our Longhorns. So yeah, I mean that's a another really good takeaway. We'll have to cover baseball. Uh, Nick, you wanted to go one more. I just did want to cover a couple of quick things about running backs. Um, obviously, you know Nick Chubb goes down in a brutal injury. Yeah, probably out for the season and. First of all, a like people need to stop just posting the video for for clickbait and for likes and for retweets because like we've seen the video and I saw the video of his of his injury like twenty plus times after that it was just all over Twitter all there's a reason why ESPN wasn't showing it on their telecast okay like just understand that he he tore it whatever you know and like and that's it like stop sharing it it's, it's kind of disturbing but secondly. On a lighter note, Jonathan Taylor is out there, right? We're seeing how it unfolds, and now there's another suitor in the mix for who could potentially trade for him. Jonathan Taylor either to the Browns or to the Vikings or somewhere else. But the Ra- I, I really the Ravens. Think that his, yeah, the Ravens, I think his market is starting to rise. So the Colts have a lot of options here, whether or not they decide to do it. But I really want to see Jonathan Taylor play this year. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I'd love to see him play too. I, I... You know, we've seen Dobbins. He, he'll be out for the season, unfortunately, with his injury. Um, and, of course, Chubb's injury, which I agree, Nick. It's a horrific, it's horrific to watch. It's, it's like it's trauma. It's like visual trauma when you watch it. It's really it's terrifying. Um, but I hope he's able to, you know, get healthy. Um, uh, their backup stepped up and played pretty well, which is like one of those crazy always, things, right? The Browns weird. For, yeah. what, what's his name? Ford? Is that? Drums, is that drum Ford, yeah. Yeah, he, he played I, I, pretty well. I just... Um, it's good to see that Saquon's not out for the season after he limped off the field late in that game and their comeback win against the cards. Montgomery. Um, same thing with Montgomery. looks like he'll be back sooner rather than later, which is good. Hopefully Eckler's not out for too long, but a lot of running backs got hurt in week Sorry. one and week two, and, and you hate to see it because um, you want to see those guys yeah. play. You want to see Chubb is the guy that we all love and, you know, close out, but like it really is heartbreaking to see. They have a, you know, they have a, they have a competitive team and he's an ultimate competitor and he's played so many, he's played a good majority of the games. One of the hardest workers and runners, the guy that gives absolutely all to the game from what we hear uh, year in and year out. And so it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it's, there's just nothing amusing or satisfying to see when it comes to injuries. And 
I I don't think I don't remember being as heartbroken in a long time as hearing the Garrett Wilson commentary of what Aaron Rodgers said to him in the in the locker room, like saying saying I'm sorry, kid, like as he was being helped into the locker room to Garrett Wilson, and that really that really broke my heart a little bit for these guys, and so this Nick Chubb thing, I think to me is 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 really devastating. You just gotta hope for a speedy recovery and we see him next year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See see him next year. See y'all later this week. Um next yeah. podcast. Next pod. We'll be back. Preview some stuff. Talk some fantasy. Talk some bets. Hopefully sober, right? I feel good. Yeah, feel maybe good. do another one of these guys. A little yeah. little, little buzz. Never hurt anybody. Yeah, a little buzz never hurt no one. I'm Fisher Topless, DJ, <laughs> Nikki Snacks Crider. Uh, hit your free throws. We'll see you guys next time. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your host, Alex. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.